0: This is the MLW Radio Network. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind the Meaning is now powered by the MLW Radio Network.
1: Myself and Josh Shernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with Front Row Material. Absolutely. Front Row Material. We've got Mike Freeland, we've got Mikey Whipwreck, and we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that.
0: I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into
1: Mine and Mini. Please keep supporting front row material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. Blip, 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 blip. It's time to start your day the right way with Front Row Material, starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Wiprick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeland. Alright guys, this week's episode of Front Row Material is going to look a little different. Unfortunately, due to the tropical storm that has affected the East Coast, that has impacted Mikey's ability to record. And Jerry is also on assignment this week. But in their replace, we have Chad from the Two Man Power Trip. He's also from the Triple Threat Podcast. And with the Queen of Extreme, Francine, with eyes up here. Also joining me is going to be Trent Zaberi. He is a producer for AAW Wrestling. He's also with the band Hemi, and he's also a podcaster with We Talk Impact. So guys, the podcast this week's going to look a little bit different, but we're going to give you some advice on podcasting. We're going to tell you some stories. We're going to talk about podcast etiquette, and we're going to have some fun along the way. So we hope you enjoy this substituted version of Front Row Material. Shut
2: up and sit down.
1: Let me uh, let me ask you guys. this. So, you know, obviously, we we've just kind of touched upon we're all working on different programs, multiple programs. And Chad, I know you and I talked about this before, and I know Trent and I talked about this privately. The The world and the landscape of the podcasting as far as yeah. wrestling is concerned, I think what you just kind of mentioned before about, you know, what you do with Francine, it kind of covers wrestling. But then you guys cover other stuff as well. Mikey, Jerry, and I, we are, uh, it's a lovable train wreck, and sometimes we get around to wrestling. But (laughs) at the end of the day, do you feel like, because I do feel like sometimes the landscape is changing a little bit as well, um, meaning needing to maybe expand a little bit more and add some extra elements and different dynamics into a show to kind of continue to evolve to entertain your audience. Would you agree that that's something that, podcasts are realizing right now it's not easy just to stick to you know the uh the conrad model if you will yeah
2: no i absolutely agree um and, and it kind of fell almost in the perfect timeline for me only because you know like what we always did with the two-man power trip is you know we, we brought a different style of wrestling shoot interview to the airwaves where You know, each show is different. Each show is basically it's a feature on, you know, X specific wrestler. And, you know, the model we have is fantastic. And it's still going, obviously, very strongly today. But what I always felt there was was just there was always a need to kind of expand the horizon a little more. And you are seeing more shows do that because, you know, these guys and gals, they have a lot that they can expand upon. And everybody's, you know, their own self-brand everybody's their own entity you know with Mikey and Jerry you know the 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 chemistry that they've had and the stuff that they probably talked about a million times in the past translates well to the air for you guys and that's that's awesome and that's kind of what I saw down the line for not just Francine not just for Shane but for other wrestling podcasts to get into it because there's everybody's interesting everybody's Mm kind of got their own story and everybody's got different opinions on different things so the, the, the podcast genre going that way, absolutely, I, 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 I'm down for it. I, I kind of saw it coming, and I'm curious to see where it goes because there are a lot more people that maybe need a platform that don't have it, but I think they might be scared that they get pigeonholed into just talking about wrestling. But here's one thing that I've come to realize over the years of doing many, many shows is that'll come. You can talk about the wrestling stuff will come. And sometimes it comes even better than you expected, Mm -hmm. because when you get to talk about other things, you're opening up the mind, you're opening up the brain and and it's engaging conversation. So uh, for a specific example, you know, when we first started the show with the franchise, we basically broke it down into three segments. (laughs) The first was politics. The second was entertainment. The third was wrestling. Well, guess what? Most people didn't love to hear out of all that. So we slowly worked out the first thing was the entertainment, then slowly mm-hmm. worked out the politics, focused on the wrestling. but that's what Shane loved to do. We loved doing the politics. We just felt, you know, it was, it was also time to maybe, you know, we don't want to irk one side versus the other. So we, we closed it up, but you just get to see that people can, can talk about different things, and it sometimes make the, makes the conversation a little bit better because comfort level. So, absolutely, uh, I could see this really blossoming for more podcasters and more personalities as the years go on.
0: Yeah. It's Trent,
1: a, I know you okay. guys do a lot. You guys do a lot of things going down, kind of the chronicling things as well. But I think you guys add a lot of flavor and a lot of personality into your shows as well. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how your humor and personality, along with um, your broadcast partners, how that kind of makes it a little bit more about you guys just as much as it is about the wrestling
0: so so we took an approach of we want we're big morning zoo guys right stern man cow you know uh that, that kind of stuff you know johnny Bean, like those, those kind of we love radio morning zoo radio all of us do and uh our approach was we want to do a wrestling podcast like a morning zoo so we have characters essentially we you know like each one of us have a, I don't want to say a gimmick, but like we got, we got known for something kind of like that because we, you know, we started using little, little phrases and little inside jokes that that little by little week by week, the live audience, we we broadcast live, we're live every week on, on Twitch and YouTube and the audience starts catching up with, and then they start cracking those jokes and they start making little memes and sending us little pictures and, you know, based on little inside jokes that we have. So it's just wild, like we're cracking jokes, we're ripping on each other. We're still narrating along with the show, but the idea for us was we're not going to be like, like how many more podcasts we need out there to go. Well, and then so and so hit a clothesline, and then there was a drop <laughs> kick, and it's like, what do we do? Like, I don't care. I don't care about the move. I don't care what what who did. What. I, I I care about the story, the overarching story, how the show goes. But the idea is to discuss with each other. Like it's a it's a talk show. Our idea was do a talk show, and I think that's been our biggest. Um, our biggest hook is that people like hanging out with us. Is that, you know, we've yes. made a little community. Mm-hmm. It's like, come hang out, have a good time. We're live. You we have a place to go and hang out and shoot the shit. I and mean, we're, you know, we read comments. People are leaving live comments. We display them on the screen. It's a literally, it's like the equivalent of taking phone calls, which is our next venture. And our idea is like, just make it a wild time. Forget the narration. You know, we'll get to that. We'll get to the, show result but let's discuss it as a as a group here and have fun so that's it's been a great thing uh the the community like the twitch community has really taken to us as well it's been a, a new one that we've we went down and we, our, our numbers are have been fantastic so just, just try new things you know trying new things uh to keep it interesting has has been awesome and, and we're gonna keep we're, we're gonna keep pushing it very cool yeah.
1: And I think at the at the end of the day, if you can make it something that everybody wants to to tune into, maybe to either have in the background or something to kind of keep their mind off of all the craziness that's going on right now. Because right mm-hmm. now, I haven't turned the TV on. I can't tell you in, in weeks. Like, I don't watch anything. So I don't know how you guys feel about – you can almost get too overconsumed by it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it's –
2: it's we're all, all bad gonna news. die. Don't turn it on.
0: <laughs> it's all <laughs> bad news. None of it's good, you know. Like they don't ever report the good stuff. It's all a disaster. Like I, I actually look watched today just for um my mom came by and and just to hang out, she, we put the news on. And, and but yeah, it was that. You know, it's just like uh and I am here thinking like hey, things are going okay, like everybody seems a little better, like we're, we're making progress, and you know, and like <laughs> the I put the news on, it's like another hundred and Thirty thousand dying today. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm like here. I am thinking we're actually doing okay. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, my job is the news, so I mean, unfortunately, I have to be tuned into it twenty four seven, and I don't like to watch it. So if that yeah. uh, <laughs> if that's any indication, you know. If wrestling's at low ratings, you know uh, I'm not advocating uh, turning off the news right now. But you know, if th- there's other stuff on, please uh, feel free to watch that "I Love Lucy" marathon or something.
0: <laughs> I bought. I just bought oh. eight seasons of Three's Company on DVDs. So I know I'm <laughs> on, that's keeps me uh, sitcoms she- cheered me For up, the man. man.
1: Trent. Oh. <laughs> but Chad, we talked about this though. I, in the, there's a wrestling bubble. I did not know it. Until I started to get more involved with Jerry and Mikey. There's a fucking bubble yep. and it's like once you're in it, it's like it's a it's whole new world. It's it's like yeah. the Truman show. And then there's exactly. everyone else on the outside. And it's like the guy the people that are on the inside, unless you know, you're pretty level headed, it's hard to see these things. It's a bubble. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy, you know, and, and I've, I've you know, said it many times, I worked for WWE in 2006, and it seems like it was a different company back then, because it, it was the, the guys who were working in the production studio were you know, very serious, very driven to, to make entertainment-based um, producers and, and, and editors and content creators, and, and now it just seems like the line is so blurred that the, the show has become so unwatchable that it's got to be because the whole, you know, era of not having wrestling people kind of managing things behind the scenes in the television side, it's just bled over into, if you were like a full-blown, like, you know, Mark, you're, (laughs) you got the reign of the place. And unless you're Vince McMahon, green lighting stuff going on the air, it's all, it's all subject. You know what I mean? It's all, it's just that line being blurred. It's just, It's unfathomable because it doesn't look like it's the same business (laughs) that it used to be, even in in 2006, where, you know, a lot of guys that I would become friends with down the road, like they were all cutting their teeth in that era. Mm -hmm. And it's not the business that it is now. I mean, you see those guys that were in OVW and, and in Deep South and guys that were killing themselves just to get, you know, a dark match versus what you get to see now of guys that get kind of breastfeeded through the whole entire system. It's or breastfed. <laughs> sorry. Breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm making up new uh, words here. As I go along with They're breastfed through the whole system. It, it's, it's parody again. It's back to that same word. It's parody. And I'm just shocked at, it, at what it's become.
0: It's a shell of its, of its former self. Honestly, it's, it's not, they've lost focus of what professional wrestling as presented was. And it's a whole different thing now, and and there's there's this odd sense of entitlement uh, within not just like not the talent even so just in in production and you name like yes, and fans yes, absolutely, absolutely. And fans too like like the like a lot of fans blur that line of like you no know, you're a fan but you know they let there's a there's a joke that goes around uh, in the indies especially where, you know where I work and and there's a lot that goes on and it says. You know, they, they let, you know, and, and if anybody finds the word mark offensive, you know, I apologize, but they say they let the marks backstage, you know, that's the thing. And there's, they let the marks in the ring and the backstage. And it's like, you let, you expose so much of what the illusion was. And now yeah. there's this odd sense of entitlement by all these people who had nothing to do with it, who all think like, why well, I, I, I did an airport run. I'm in the business. I yeah. should know oh about all God. this.
2: Yeah. You know? You're like, you're my new best friend. You realize that? You're like, <laughs> you're stealing things from my brain that I would be saying or thinking, and you're, you're rolling with it, because that's 100%. I could tell you back in 2003, I was backstage with my, my tag team partner, JP, and we were riding with Justin Credible, and we were standing next to the entranceway, and Loki basically stared what would be equivalent to daggers through us, about how bad he didn't want us near the entranceway to the point where I thought we were going to get jumped and beat up. And, Jesus. And it was right. – it, it, you, can you imagine that now? Like, can you, like you said, we you do an airport run or you sit next to a guy at his gimmick table and these guys think that they're 35-year veterans. And oh, I, I all the time. That, I, I mean 2003, you know, that again, different era. But like I thought we were going to get our asses kicked <laughs> that night. Because we all we were doing was standing next to the entranceway. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it, D- and that was all you needed back then. <laughs> that was yeah. that was good enough to get beat up.
0: My my thing is this: Look, if you're working there, that's fine. You're doing your thing, but to me, it's not. It's not. Yeah, if you airport runs, you're helping the company. That's fine. You're doing stuff, whatever it is, but it's the attitude that goes with it. I see the the people who who have the entitlement that, no, I can do this because I did that airport run. It's like no, you're just know your place. You're, you're not, uh, you're not a 35 year veteran. You're not low key. You know, you're not so-and-so you, you just, you have to know your place. And I, and that's one thing that blows my mind. I see people come through and I, I go, it's incredible how that sense of entitlement, because why? Maybe because you watch more WWE network and you maybe can rattle off more trivia than I can. (laughs) You have more, it's like a sense of entitlement. You you feel like you should be there more and know this guy more. This guy's your best friend. It's like, they're not, no, know your place. Let's let's keep the lines where they are, you know, and work your way up if that's the case. It's so
1: funny. You guys are talking about this. I was in Detroit for Legends of Wrestling, which is a promotion that Dave Penzer is involved in.
0: Yeah. And when I did
1: the podcast with Dave Penzer, he said, hey, how how about you coming up to Detroit? And I said, great, I'll do whatever. I'll, you know, run around. So went ahead and did some airport runs, got back to the arena they were going to have a hardcore match with the Nasty Boys and I think Billy Gunn and um, Road Warrior Animal and whatever anyway so then they send me to a Menards to get the uh, the trash cans <laughs> and the lids so here I am going to Menards getting this stuff and then I come back to the arena I go backstage and Knobs was telling me how to take the handles off of the, uh, the lids and how to tape with uh, white tape so like the the Spurs or whatever like that, the Burrs, won't like hurt anybody. It's so, like literally I'm listening. I'm taking instructions from him. I go into the corner to sit down to do my said assignment, and they're all looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing back here? And it's <laughs> like I I, I literally – and I, I get it. It's the locker room. I, there's no place for me, but where else am I going to go? You know what I mean? There was no other area where I could – Do this, but I get it to the sense of you're helping out, you're volunteering, which is great, but don't walk around like you're chummy chummy with people. You know
0: what I mean? I see it all the time.
1: That's their area back there to decompress, not be in front of an audience, do whatever they need to do. Like leave them the fuck alone. Like, there is yeah. so much truth to that. But so many, and I didn't do it because Road Warrior Animals staring at me like those low key daggers. I was not about to get my plump little ass up after I got done <laughs> taping all that stuff. I was like, nope, I'm done. But well, <laughs> no, I totally get where you guys are coming from.
2: Yeah, on the flip side of that, though, so then being in more indie locker rooms, and you could t- speak to this one, uh, Trent, with, you know, AEW, yeah. you know, so I did, I did a little for uh, an indie that did, uh, they had gotten TV last year, uh, they needed a producer, so they brought me in to just help with promos and kind of write some stuff, and those guys I felt like were not being respectful to somebody who was actually a part of the creative process and has experience in the wrestling business but I think that went to more of their inexperience and yes. not knowing how to have certain etiquette backstage. And they were carrying themselves like they were 35 year veterans. And that was one where I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure these guys really understand the placement right now. So it kind of goes both ways. Yes, it could be a safe haven. But when somebody's creatively working on the show, you kind of got to give them a little bit of a little, a little bit more respect. Then, you know, just somebody who like, you know, Trent says running, running airport stuff or gimmicks or whatever. And, you know, but that's self-inflated, uh, you know, ego for people in the indies who get told they're great. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's, well, that happens a lot, too. You know, know
2: it's it's half and half. And, and I don't want to I'm not trash talking anybody that was on that crew. They were all fantastic. But you got that, too. It was flip side of things, you know. Um, but, hey, whatever. <laughs> i guess i'm just an ugly face nobody wants to look at what can i say
0: <laughs> I, I just I, to me it's a matter it's just a matter of respect and, and earning your stripes it really comes down to that you know uh i don't i don't begrudge anybody for wanting to get into the business you know i, I listen my first uh, venture into aaw was i was a fan i offered to do postering i said look you guys want anybody postering the city i'll do it for you uh i was doing it And still getting in line to pay for tickets when I was going for the show, and until they told me, "Hey, you can come in. You're helping us out. You don't have to pay for a ticket." But I didn't assume that. I I still did it. I still paid for tickets. My thing is obviously work your way in, and that goes for it. Goes for the talent too. I mean, you got to work your way up, and it's uh, with any industry. You know, I'm I'm in the I do music also, and it's with any industry. You just got to have. You got to know where where you're at. You got to know where you want to go, but respectfully climb the ladder and know your place as you do it. But don't, don't overstep and, and, you know, try to try to be some big shot when you're not and try to throw your weight around. It's like, no, you got to earn that. Right. And even then, when you get to that top, I always respect the guys who are way who are still at the top and have the, the level of respect as if they're a new guy in the locker room. I -hmm. love, you know, that's, that's and like, we're talking about Shane earlier, you know, Shane is, he, I, I will never forget that day. And how he respectfully talked to every single fan, and it wasn't a show; it was just it was a party. He was like, was just a guest at a party, and he made everyone just feel like a million bucks. And he's Shane Douglas; he's been around the world, you know, a hundred times. He's done it all, and he took the time with everybody. And it was, and he really wasn't hocking merch or anything like that. He was just being Shane, like that. To me, is class, you know. And and that level of class can extend to. The locker room, the talent, the production, the guy taking the tickets, whatever it may be, that that level of respect in class should extend all, all the way throughout.
2: Yeah, and that's how he and I became friendly is uh, we were in a locker room together. And, and uh, I, I don't know if they were just people were afraid to talk to him or what. But, you know, I introduced myself and he told me, take a seat and, you know he talked to me for about three hours that night and then three hours the next day. And then we interviewed him on the show and then the rest they say is history. And that's great, you know, and that's almost five years ago. So it's, uh, yeah, it's that's just crazy. It's, how fast yeah, it goes. It,
0: that's not, it's,
2: it's you're telling me, man. Oh my God. I mean, forget about it. I have the battle scars of uh, six years of <laughs> podcasting. Forget about it. <laughs> every Can day I? of the week, you know, I mean, there's something new, um, but you know, Isn't that the beauty of it all folks? I mean, you're listening, you're, everybody's listening to it. So isn't that the beauty of it?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Chad, can I add also, I, I absolutely love when Shane talks about Dominic and, (laughs) and his, well, just the level of respect he has for him is, is phenomenal to me. You know, I, to me, it's something that I just, I love that. I I look at that. I'm like, you know, he, he treats him like a father, you know, and it's like, he respects him so much to this day. And I'm like, and for maybe maybe it's a sucker in me. I, I'm a I'm a kid as close to his dad, and I just love showing that level of respect to your elder. But just the way Shane respects him so much to me is like that says a lot about the character of a person. Not I'm not not just Shane, but just as of a person, and and that level of uh, and 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 going back, just tying all this into uh, showing respect to those who came before. You know, it, it really that's a, such a prime example of it, and I love when he. He talks about things he does oh, yeah. for Dominic and takes him on the road. I'm like, it's oh, incredible. They're
2: great, dude. They're like the world's most hidden sitcom. The two it's amazing. I
0: can imagine. It's amazing. I mean, I've mean, i seen <laughs> them together
2: and it's that way. And, and I, you know, I've got, I've sat with Dominic at shows. And again, he just, he's just one of those guys. It's just, you can see why Shane adores him because he just is such a, a, a welcoming personality. And to think, just think, put the context of Shane's career you know, in, in the, the background. Shane met this guy as a kid and, yeah. and, you know, promoting a backyard wrestling show. And that's how he got he got introduced to Dominic DiNucci and then got to the school. And then all the way through, always kept tabs, kept in contact, very close. And now still, I mean, to this day, Shane goes, hey, you know, I can't record tonight. I'm at Dominic's. I'll, uh, you mm-hmm. know, hit you guys up later. I mean, it is, it is this beautiful a friendship, and mentorship, it. and and also sitcom for when they travel because the calamity I'm <laughs> sure of sharing the rooms together, and you know uh, it's it's always very funny when they get out of the car and you talk to Dominic.
0: I always uh, break. Um, so Danny Daniels, uh, formerly I C W. I don't know if you were familiar with him, Chad. Uh, he yep, was the absolutely. E- Danny Daniels owns A A W. Yeah. One of my best friends, and he uh, so he trained Seth Rollins. So I always break uh, his balls like I go I go you know Shane Douglas takes his trainer on the road with him and, and, and speaks of him. Cause I said, your guy, what, what does he do? Give you tickets to NXT once in a while. I said,
1: what kind of bullshit
0: is this? I said, how are you? How come you're not on the documentaries and all the retrospectives? This guy's the biggest star in the company right now. I said, he can't throw you a goddamn bone every now and then. <laughs> He's like, what is this shit? He goes, I don't, I'm not going to ask him. I go, no, I shouldn't. I, and I, I'm like, no, you shouldn't have to ask him. He should be calling you and say, Hey, you gave me my first break. You trained me. You put me on AAW shows in the beginning. Cut my teeth. I said, "Where's you?" I said, "Danny, where's your job backstage at, at WWE?" He's like, "Shut the fuck up." And I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I constantly break his balls. I'm like, hey, come on. That cushy office job, she waiting for you. Your boy should be calling you right now." And he's like, "No, get out of here. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I just constantly break his balls. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna tweet him from the AAW account. And just break his balls. He goes, "Don't you fucking dare, dude. I'm like. I just constantly give Danny a hard time about it. But I, at the same time, I, I do mean it. I go, you know, Shane's taking his train around the road and always putting him over. I go, well, yeah, you know, hey, wh- where's the respect on this side? <laughs> so, That's great. Danny's great, though. Uh, he's fantastic. I mean, Mike, you had Danny on the show. and You guys had a great Yes. Combo.
1: He is about as laid back and as easygoing as it comes Great storyteller, except when tried awesome to screw promotion. Jerry
0: Lynn out of the ECW title. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's when he was. <laughs> that's when he, That's when he's a son of a bitch. But <laughs> otherwise, great, laid back. It was that one moment, but
1: everything else has been good. <laughs> Let me throw this out to both you guys: Is there somebody out there in wrestling that you think would be interesting to hear what they had to say as far as maybe a podcast goes? If you had to name two people a piece. Is there any names that come to mind that you'd be like, man, I'd really like to hear what this person had to say? Well, Chad,
2: um,
0: you know them all. You go. Well, start I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny.
2: I mean, because this is a conversation I have with myself on a daily basis. Like as I'm scouting my next uh, venture, <laughs> I mean, you know, but one in all seriousness was Marty Gennetti. and you know, it just obviously let's take the other story out of the conversation. Here's a guy that you know has been in in the biggest era uh, of wrestling. Um, You know, from both sides, the 80s and the 90s, uh, you know, on the independent scene, but also AWA, WCW and all the glory years of the WWF that, you know, when I look at a show, like we were saying, hey, this is going to be a WWF uh, tribute show. I mean, like, is there anybody better that can describe stuff that went on, you know, from the party scene to the to the main event scene to what was going on backstage to creative and a guy like Jannetty? You know, I think that that would be somebody who'd have a lot of great insight, albeit, you know, with some of the, the craziness and uh, <laughs> rest of Marty Jannetty ish stuff that would go on. And then another one that I could say is uh, I would love to see if Stevie Richards did an ECW based show um, only because, again, Stevie falls in line with seeing a lot of stuff that went on in ECW. You know, leaving ECW, coming back to ECW, but if you were to chronologically break down, are you talking about from that perspective? Because that's where my head is driven right now. Are you just talking about yes. it in general? Because I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to clout the uh, the question with you know uh, b- brainstorming <laughs> on air here, like, I, like I'm doing. <laughs> but um, I, you know, but maybe I'll sidebar of that. I, I kind of even though I did take the, with the Francine show go in that different direction. I still have that affinity for hearing stories about the era that I do, you know, love of wrestling, which is, you know, 80s, 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to stick with that. If I was to hear, you know, if it was going to be wrestling based, I'd say I'd love to hear a show with uh, Marty Gennetti talking WWF. I'd love to hear Stevie Richards talking ECW. But, and I'm not going to press I'm not going to throw a three out there, but if it was supposed to be something that was all encompassing, I mean, take your pick. A guy like, like a Mick Foley, to hear a Mick Foley do a lot of current event stuff or, you know, both commentary on wrestling and uh, uh, news. Uh, I think something like that would be, you know, mainstream style uh, business. So that's just, uh, that's me. I broke your rule.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Trent?
0: You know, one guy who I always wanted to hear, and he had a show, but it wasn't about wrestling and it stopped years ago. It was, it was more about, uh, sports betting but mike Tanay would be an amazing insight to yeah. uh because he just knows everything and he's the professor he 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 just knows about a lot and he's you know he's he was there for uh, you know the the that second that wave that came after the the boom the attitude boom and he was here he was there for that that tna wave and that WCW. he was in the in the attitude Era on the wcw era and stuff mike and then he knows his loot just i just and he's a smart guy too. I'd love to hear TNA's take on some stuff and just just an insight from him on what it was like during that whole time because you know he kind of came in towards the t- like the later end of yeah of ninety six ish yeah and and he wasn't even primary at the time you know he, he didn't really become more of a primary guy until maybe ninety eight and ninety nine even where you got to hear the name Mike Tanae more and then TNA he was a lead guy for years so it's like he's got a great insight i'd love to hear um got another one i'm trying to think is a, a lot of these guys who i like, loved growing up are are doing shows now you know shane, <laughs> shane raven and you know russo being a huge one you no know, Vince is Vince is a huge one i mean this just his shows are incredible just knowing what he knows and and stuff like that um gosh i'm trying to think of anybody else uh Maybe from I, I mean God even Jerry Jarrett did a show at one point you know talking Memphis and I'm a huge Memphis wrestling mark so I mean I was like man they're like everybody's covering something at this point <laughs> I'm like the li- who- the list should be how many
2: guys did you like to hear that had a show at some point that are now gone
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's the I think that's the list <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously uh one one and if we're talking maybe just purely so today is a good one for but then purely like from a from a territorial standpoint i don't think one the one territory i feel like never gets any talk and it was huge it was world class yeah. yes and because they're all dead they're all <laughs> that's dead why, that's the yeah, problem Everybody gone, yeah. in the mix is gone you know maybe michael hayes you know that's about it but <laughs> no well
2: i'll tell you the one who you would get is um uh is the ring announcer and his name just escaped my my brain oh, right now as wow. we're talking uh he's yeah. a pastor now in texas um, he would be the one to do it, but he is completely moved on from the business. Uh, yeah. Mark, um, Oh God, I feel like, I know, Oh my
0: God, my, his name slipped my mind. <laughs> it's just
2: escaping me with the vast wrestling knowledge I have in my brain at any moment. I just can't remember his name right now. Um,
0: he'd be the only one though. You're right. You know, he's, that uh, would be
2: the best one. To, absolutely. Cause I think, I don't know if Ken Mantel passed away or not. He would be the only other one. But Michael Hayes, I mean, come on, I wouldn't take any bit of that with any bit of credence.
0: <laughs> I know you're Marty right. Marty
2: Janetti, part two, with Michael Hayes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because but he, I'm like, who else is left? You know, from that era, like they're all gone. I mean, shit, nobody's around. Mark Mark, Mark Lawrence. Lawrence? Mark, Mark Lawrence,
2: Lawrence, that's it. Mark yes. Lawrence, that's it. Yep. Sorry, Mark my Lawrence. apologies to Mr. Lawrence.
1: Great, great gentleman. Great interview.
0: Yeah, he would be the only one, man. And and there's like. <laughs> Good.
1: Well, isn't there, there's a Von Eric that's still left. Kevin, yeah,
2: again, I'm going to file him under the, you know, stick with the Mark Lawrence. Great, great, uh, great, I'm sure great stories, but not something I, I feel like he wants to relive uh, yeah, with that, a lot that, of the that, trauma he's faced. That's, that's
0: true. true, like just reliving it. Like, I don't think he'd want to go back down. I know he's done a few things, but yeah. at, at this stage, I mean, the guy moved away to Hawaii just to get away from all the stuff. You know, just the memories of it all was too much for him. And I can't blame him at all for that. How cool but, would it have
1: been if uh, if Gary Hart was still around to hear oh what he God. had to
0: say? Yeah, I, that's I the say, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have the stories. He'd know where all the bodies are buried, so to speak. But uh, I know we're
1: kind of running short here on time, but I, I do want to throw something else out here to you guys. I know that, and I don't mean to be name dropping here, but Starcast was intended to be what like a podcast convention for podcasters, right? doesn't look like that. He's going to be seeing uh, the light of day moving forward. Do you guys know of any other podcasting conventions for the wrestling genre or podcast conventions where, you know, people can come and gather? Have you ever he- heard of anything else like that or? Well,
2: huh? I mean, I kind of, you know, <laughs> the conventions that I ran originally kind of had that in mind, but they kind of steamroll and they take on a mind of their own. And it ends up being your traditional meet and greet. Um, You know, StarCast, it was a great event on paper with the way they had that. But once the money started to roll in, you could just tell the podcasters that were kind of getting charged to be there. It wasn't really about them in the way it was portrayed. And it completely forgot about them in the next incarnations of, of StarCast. We, yeah. When we put our conventions together, we had that idea. Hey, why don't we do this? Let's be very focused on getting podcasts in there. But then it was like, ah, you know what? It's just easier to do the meet and greets, um, you know. And that, that includes we did a podcast WrestleMania weekend, uh, the day of WrestleMania in New Jersey last year. And again, had like an idea for Q&As and this podcast can do this and this podcast. And it was just like, nah, meet and greet, autographs, pictures, <laughs> That's it. All she wrote. So it's tough, man, but it doesn't look like there are going to be any conventions in 2020. That's for sure. No, that's for <laughs> that's, sure. That's uh, for those sure. are RIP. IP. That, that's the understatement of the year.
0: I, I was thinking though, it's, it's a good idea. And I've seen it happen at um, there's an indie here in Chicago called warrior wrestling. And um, I got to give it to them. They're, they're, they're known for the meet and greet. They do a hell of a fan fest and I, I got to give it to them. They do they Put on a whole thing as part of it they do allow a couple of podcasters to be on site you know they put like maybe a handful and say yeah you guys can be here get the talent while well, you're you're they're in the same room so the talent will come in pop on their show uh, fans can come meet them they can plug their show uh, it does have kind of that feel it, it's not overwhelmed by podcasters maybe a handful at the most and they're doing a little live broadcast live to tape type of stuff so it's kind of got a little bit of a a little bit of a conventiony vibe in that sense, uh, so that's the closest thing I've seen. Yeah. But I think it's not a bad idea for every indie to at least have a podcast outlet, whether it's their own or one that's their that they're partnered with. It's kind of a official branded one or something. Because I'm just thinking from AAW terms, for example. It'd be nice to have ones like this is our this is our podcast outlet and they're here reporting on the show, taking notes, getting some exclusive audio clips that they can use to promote the show out. It'll be on all the platforms, that kind of thing. Because I'm always thinking like that, you know. From from that standpoint, uh, it's nice to have an arm like that. Um, but as far as a convention, yeah, like like you said, Starcast lost lost the focus of what it was intended to yeah. be. And I I remember. The first year when it was here in Chicago, um, the first one they were doing, and I remember what table was like, I, I remember look, inquiring. I was, because it was, you know, essentially it's a trade show and I've, I've done trade shows for work and stuff. And I said, you know, it's a good idea for, not for necessarily a podcast, but for the promotion. I said, hey, we should maybe have a table there. We'll have a table. Maybe our champion will be there. It's just, it's a trade show. I've been to several for work and you're just, you're, you're representing your brand. And I remember it was cheap. It was like, they were not charging much at all. And we didn't end up doing it, but I'll never forget the next year, how it, it quadrupled in price for not only promotions, but the podcasters. I said, oh, cause we had, we looked into it as far as a podcast too. And I, I remember asking about it. I said, holy shit, like you guys are charging how much for a table? Like what's uh, going on uh, here? <laughs> that's,
2: that was what caught me off guard, you know, and I, I won't go too inside with yeah. uh, the rest of my comments, but I'm, I want to give. Podcaster's advice here If if I can do anything Again, the grizzled veteran of the podcast You've been at it for
0: a while, absolutely Here's (laughs) what
2: I could tell you about working in collaboration with indies The second you hand over Dime number one To an independent wrestling organization To podcast on their grounds You have completely compromised What your goal is as a podcast Oh, for sure That is the absolute kiss of death For anything And why (laughs) I don't really love the, the you basically you have to work with somebody close enough to for them to know who your listeners are it's for them to say, all right, us being a part of your little world is beneficial to us because we can drive people to listen to you. You can drive people to come see us, whether it's online or in person or whatever. Mm-hmm. The second you see your local indie, and, hey, I'm, I got the so and so podcast. You know, I'd love to come and cover the event. And they say, "Okay, great. You know, uh, we'll give you all access. It's 50 bucks. The second you hand over that money, it's all she wrote. It's all over because you have now just settled right into you're just you're a mark who wants to get interviews and you're a mark that just wants to be around the ring. And it could be you could have the greatest show in the world. And it doesn't matter because that's the, the kind of bubble you fall into. And I saw that very early, and I could tell you we never had to pay for uh, any bit of access, an interview, convention, uh, indie show, nothing, because we let our content do the talking. So Absolutely. what I could stress to podcasters is have that you know self-integrity for your product and treat it like it's your, your baby, it's your business, because it's essentially your business card, and it can get mm-hmm. you through the door, or it can keep you on the outside, so that's just the thing because bro you have a, a, a podcast with 50 listeners right and you're walking around interviewing guys and it's yeah like, you know who how do, how can you validate it so that's well, just that, my two two
0: cents I totally with you totally yeah like you said the second you exchange that dollar to pay to be there and not be an invited person to be there but yeah but like you also have to have some credibility like I if, you know, doing stuff for AEW, some guys like, yeah, I have, you know, 25 listeners a week to a show. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even need your 50 bucks at that point. Like, what am, <laughs> what am I giving you access for? You know, what kind of listenership are you getting me? Uh, and, exactly. and for me to, me to basically spread my promotions legs to say, yeah, come on in for, for your 50 listeners. It's like, I don't care. You know? Um, and what got me, I remember uh, it blew my mind. Uh, I remember hearing like AEW's initial couple shows. They were letting anyone with a podcast backstage. Was that, did I hear that right?
2: Yes, you're correct. Yeah, they let the media scrum.
0: The media uh, scrum. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They let anybody basically, I mean, like you had to apply for credentials, you know, like you normally would. But, bro, I didn't apply for credentials until I did it for like two years because, I mean, what am I going with? You know, oh, yes, my uh, podcast was featured on, you know, slash news. You know, like, it's, it's, they, they kind of blurred the line at first there.
0: Well, it got me, though. I, I knew guys who were doing shows here who were just shit show. I'm talking like the only people listening to them is like their, their one buddy, you know, hey, their buddy, you know, Josh, who calls in every Friday. You know, like <laughs> that, I'm talking that level of listenership. And they were like walking around like king shit. Like I was backstage at AEW. I go, what? Like, you let this guy in? Like, where was the check for this? You know, like, like, how did that guy? I'm like, I know that guy doesn't get anybody. I know how terrible that guy's show is. You know, like, I'm like, you can't let every You cannot just let everybody in the door, you know? And it's like, it blew my mind. I, and I didn't, I I heard that and I was like, I can't be true. And um, But yeah, like you said, the second you're paying to be there or you're just not a, a credible outlet to be there it's like what are we what are you gaining from that you know at that point i love what this guy? guy i
2: love i love this guy <laughs> <laughs> look at you freeland bringing the world together
1: that's what i want to do i want to bring the podcast world united <laughs> everybody from different worlds and genres together
0: you're like the jerry seinfeld here mike if you think about it because like all those the main cast in seinfeld none of them would be friends if it wasn't for the centerpiece, Jerry, like he brought everybody together. You know, like he was like everybody met at his place and hung out. So like you're kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld spot, you know, everybody's friends. If, if you make a facility <laughs> Freeland, I'm all about that, my friend. <laughs> I am all
1: about that. But keep in mind, I'll probably boil and eat it. But, uh, <laughs> guys, I cannot thank you guys enough for taking time out of your evening to come on here and share your views, tell some stories give some advice. Um, It's awesome. It's neat to be able to bring, like we said before, the different worlds of the podcast together. Uh, Chad, let me first off say that I was really great getting to meet you originally. And then we've just kind of built a friendship up and and Trent getting to know you and talking off air as well has been Mm -hmm. awesome. So where can people find your stuff, Chad? Tell everybody about it.
2: Here we go. Oh,
1: well, we you need, got another, like, we need some time for this you one. You got
2: right, like Jeff? 20 minutes left in this time frame oh, my God, the world hey, Jeff, never you earned stops. It. You, you, earned,
0: you earned the stripes to be able to rattle all, all right. this off. <laughs> let, me, let me get
2: my scroll out. Here. All right. Well, I was going to say, make sure you have a
0: glass of water. <laughs> first
2: and foremost, check out the TMPT Empire, uh, TMPTEmpire.com. There you have all the podcasts that are under our two-man power trip umbrella It started as two buddies who were talking about wrestling into this massive conglomerate filled with shows of everybody you could possibly imagine. And then some either being interviewed or doing something on air. But there's also a brand new show called New Generation Declassified that launched a few weeks back where myself and my crack broadcast team go back to the new generation, the years of 93 to about early 97 and we kind of pick it apart, and we take a different aspect of it every single week, and we explore it. Whether it's Diesel's title reign, the early days of it, or uh, Monday Night Raw, where William Shatner helps uh, Bret Hart get the best of Jeff Jarrett, we're taking a look at it. It's something different. I've never really done this before. I've done more of the interview, but I'm trying this out, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, New Generation Declassified. Like I mentioned before, Eyes Up Here with Francine, it's on the Russo brand, but we also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Francine podcast. The Triple Threat podcast is also on the Russo brand with the franchise Shane Douglas, myself, my partner JP. Every single week, it's always something. It's more, you know, it's become a lot of uh, hot button issues but we've been trying to work in a lot of historical franchise stories, and this specific last episode was one of our best, talking about uh, Curtis Come Home, the, uh, the, basically the last show that referee Mark Curtis, a.k.a. Brian Hildebrand, oh, uh, he promoted this show. It was a benefit show for him. He was unfortunately in very bad shape, but Shane talks about the whole show from start to finish, and it's uh, one of the best things we've ever done as a team. But if you're also a baseball fan, you can check out the Diamond Conversations podcast that I do as part of the Place to Be Nation. Uh, every single week, I'm interviewing somebody from the world of Major League Baseball. So a lot of old players, uh, a lot of minor leaguers, a lot of guys coming up through the ranks. Uh, it's at Diamond Convo uh, on Twitter. And what uh, else? Oh, and my website is IBExclusives.com. That's where I got all the stuff for the, uh, the podcast and my sports stuff so that's enough i gotta take a breath i'm sorry
1: <laughs> wow it's just get, like you it's like you won an academy award and you had all that prepared that,
0: that was good, that's good that man. was really good out. you got no, it all not, out not a single stutter there hey dude, i've that. done it before my friend i've done it many times
1: <laughs> and that's exciting too because you know people who like wrestling can definitely tap into that you know, with eyes up here. Obviously, you guys do a plethora of different things that is not only taking you down the road of ECW, but also entertaining you in different ways as well. I love the concept of of the baseball one. I think people should definitely check that out. So it sounds like you're always staying busy oh, and uh, God. it never Too stops, busy.
2: does it? Oh, and I also didn't mention it's at Chad EMV on Twitter. My my okay. apologies. I. I I, I shudder to think what I would do if I didn't get that out. So uh, my my bad. <laughs> and my phone's going to die in a few minutes. So I just almost wore my whole battery out.
0: Nice. You made it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just in time.
2: Now, why don't you go, Trent? Well, I'm sure you've got some cool things going on, too.
0: <laughs> I do. I do. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to near your list. Let's give it a shot here. OK, so uh, Trent Zuberi on Twitter. Uh, that You can find me there. The show I do, my primary podcast is Total Nonstop Impact Uh, it's at, we talk impact on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we broadcast live Tuesday nights, uh, right after impact goes off the air, about 30 minutes after we give a little breather and we do a live broadcast myself, KL, Jay bone, Alicia, and bill Gardner. We have a big panel. We get some guests in there all the time. Impact talent shows up. So we go live. It's a, like I said, it's a morning zoo approach to pro wrestling, uh, specifically impact wrestling n w eighteen a throwbacks Thursday nights and then Sunday nights the open forum and Impact plus weekly we call it. Uh, do that. So that's all at, at we talk impact on on all social medias. I do a production podcast called the Backstage Boys and it's uh, myself. yeah, it's myself and my one of my <laughs> ba- yeah my my best friend uh, Basil Mahmud, who is the photographer. He's a ringside photographer for pretty much every company, every major indie. MLW, Impact, uh, he hasn't done AEW or NXT, but he's done everybody else, AAW, uh, you name it he's worked with all of them, AEW done some camera work for them uh, so he, he's the photographer at AAW one of my close friends, and we basically take we do a production talk and what it takes to make an independent show happen you know, with a backstage aspect of how you need to, what goes into getting these things to bring an indie show to you. So a little different approach on stuff. So that's at the backstage boys, all major social, all major podcast platforms for both podcasts. Uh, I also do uh, music, hemimusic.com. My band's called Hemi. I've been around for going on 17 years now, and we've done about seven releases, one DVD out there. We've done some music for Impact Wrestling. We did the music for Bound for Glory last year and Rebellion. So, uh, you know, have dipped our toe in the wrestling world, <laughs> finally, which is nice. Uh, so a lot of music going on. Everything's on a halt. I'm not doing any shows, you know, music-wise either. So definitely Hemimusic.com. Get some music. You know, get your merchandise, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think I got everything. Not not quite as much as you, Chad, but I, um, I got quite a bit of plugs out there. <laughs> I think <too. laughs> I just launched, like, three shows
2: during that. So don't <laughs> worry. I, there's always – I just got an email reply. So maybe that's, uh, that's another new show here coming down the pike.
1: Well, guys, uh, it's so cool to be able to express, you know, my gratitude towards you guys to get to know you from everything that we've done, but also to expand the audience, the the Front Row Material audience, to what other people are doing they may or may not be aware of. And I think it's exciting about that because, you know, like you said before, there's there's all different things that Trent's doing. There's all different things that Chad's doing. And at the end of the day, if we can kind of help each other, because this podcast thing is hard as shit okay it is really really grinding and it's not just about getting on the microphone and talking it's about making sure that you put good content out there it's about making sure that you interact with listeners but if there's anything that i want to do i want to help other people that are around me elevate themselves because you know what if one wins we all win so good man good all right well well said, well said. Guys, that's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed Front Row Material. The old men, God knows what they're probably doing. I think Mikey's probably trying to scavenge for food somewhere, and Jerry's probably been in bed since about 630. But with that being (laughs) said, I am Mike Freeland. We will catch you next week. The world of NLW Radio never stops.